Welcome to the Planet Laundry Podcast. This message is brought to you by Planet Laundry, the magazine of the Coin Laundry Association. In this episode, we will hear the interview with Claudia St. John, president of Affinity HR Group. You can read the full story entitled HR in the Age of COVID-19, the June 2020 edition of the magazine. So uh, the COVID-19 outbreak, it's, it's impacted everyone. Uh, clearly, small business owners uh, face the added pressure of not only ensuring the safety and well-being of themselves and their families, but also their employees and their businesses. So given this uh, and kind of the crux of this whole interview is what are the main challenges laundromat owners are facing from a human resources standpoint? Oh, my gosh. The, the, there are so many different facets to this. So from a human resources standpoint, um, the issues really are how to maintain a workforce that keeps employees healthy, that um, that protects in clients and customers who, who are on site, and that, that complies with the laws that are out there. So I, I mm-hmm. think those are sort of the main buckets of area. Right. But within that, there is a huge piece of the puzzle, which is this situation affects every coin laundry facility differently mm-hmm. based on where they're located. Mm-hmm. And it also affects every employee differently. Mm-hmm. So whether an employee has children or not, whether an employee has health conditions or not, whether an employee um, is, is becomes sick or not, mm-hmm. it, it requires a, a, an intensely individualized mm-hmm. perspective mm-hmm. for each and every employee that's out there. And that's usually not how most of these business, businesses operate. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. So it, it requires a different muscle. You know, it requires a different set of mm-hmm. set of tools than than most owners have to deploy regularly. They have to think through questions and answers that they've never thought through before. No, no one's ever thought through before. Right. Over and over and over again for each of their employees. It, it's definitely uncharted uh, territory. Those are those are great points uh, for sure. Uh, well, well, how would you suggest laundry owners address employee concerns? Uh, you know, as well as questions about the workplace policies and the implementation of some of the preventive measures that are required nowadays, the social distancing, the mask, just those types of things. Uh, how, how should they address that? I, I think the first and foremost thing is to approach employees with a state of care and compassion. Mm-hmm. Any employee, I think people have to realize nobody's happy. Those, uh, those facilities have had to close down or it had to lay off staff because they don't have the volume. Those folks who are home, they're not happy and they're afraid because mm-hmm. they don't know what their next, you know, not having that paycheck might bring. Right. Those that are coming to work regularly like they did before, they're terrified mm-hmm. because they're doing so in light of a, of a virus that they have no immunity to. Mm-hmm. And we're working now in this day and age, but the virus is still out there. Mm-hmm. It's not gone away, right. and we haven't we haven't we haven't fixed that problem. So the first and most important thing is to appreciate that folks are concerned, are afraid, are frustrated, and that's really the most important thing. The workplace policies, a lot of these were putting together 
you know, at an ad hoc basis. We're changing them as we learn things about this virus, as the CDC releases new guidelines about social distancing, mm-hmm. disinfectant. Mm-hmm. These, you know, one perfect example, two months ago, people were saying, no, there's no use in wearing a face mask. It won't protect you. Right. And now, in parts of the world, I live in New York, you cannot go out in public without a face mask. Right. Right. So which is it? And, and that's frustrating for people not to have clarity. So letting them know that the rules are going to change and that they should, if they have suggestions, they know your space. They work, they work in it and around it. They know what it's like when customers are in those facilities. I would include them in the decision-making about how to provide the measures for social safety nets, for distancing, for hygiene, for cleaning, that they'd be involved in that in those discussions because they probably see it closer than the owners do. Sure. Very good. Well, taking that, uh, I guess, a step further, how has communicating with employees changed since the crisis arose? I mean, how should laundry owners be communicating with their staff? And, and, and what are some of the more effective methods right now for, for that type of communication? Yeah, and in the past, they probably had in-person meetings, which probably are more challenging now than they used to have. I still think if you can have a facility, for example, you can have an all-employee meeting in a parking lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can pick spaces where you can get together. If you can't do that, um, I think FaceTime in whatever form, whether it's Zoom or Skype or just an iPhone FaceTime opportunity, to have conversations with folks is is the best because mm-hmm. body language is critical for folks to see you and for you to see how they're feeling. You can check in with folks just by looking at them. Mm-hmm. And given this day of uncertainty, the most most effective means of communication mm-hmm. is going to be in person. Mm-hmm. Maybe following up with some written procedures. Right. If you're communicating a new policy on cleaning or practices or things like that, I also think posting them in and around the workplace to remind folks. I think that also includes reminding people about hand washing and covering sneezes. And, you know, I, I strongly believe if you are working in a coin operated laundry that has public coming in and out that folks should be wearing protective equipment for themselves. Right. Um, right. That's my, that's my perspective as an HR person. Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. think that is definitely the way to go. And that's something that an employer should provide in order to keep employees safe. The one other thing about that. Yeah. Um, you will find that the more, um, the more, over the top you are about things like testing for fevers and face masks and hygiene and, and cleaning and disinfecting, mm-hmm. you're, you'll find your employees appreciate that. They want that because mm-hmm. it means you care about them and you care about keeping them safe. Right, right. And that's what they want in this day and age. It's the only certainty that we have. We don't know that it's going to work, but we know our employer is trying. That goes a long way. Absolutely. And laundry and laundry attendants are, are certainly on the front lines of this pandemic. Uh, they're, they're providing an essential service uh, during this really unprecedented historic time. Uh, how important is it for owners today to show empathy and to really listen to their employees? You know, and what, what are some ways that laundromat operators can best offer that type of uh, empathy and, and a sense of caring toward their staff members? 
I think this is the most important thing for them to do. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's listening to their concerns. You know, I think it is showing that you are you are maintaining a healthy workspace. I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister works for Lowe's. She's a she's a cashier at Lowe's, and mm-hmm. um, while she has a job and she's grateful for that, she doesn't um, have much control over her schedule. And Lowe's last week had a half price sale on mulch. Right. So they had twice as many people. They had a thousand people come through her register alone in oh my. a few hours. Right. That doesn't show empathy. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. doesn't show caring for the experience of those employees. Mm-hmm. So I think providing equipment, providing information, calling, checking in, seeing how people are. Um, I think that one-on-one communication, in addition to knowing what you're doing, I think. Sending out notices, as of this date, we've affected, we've put in place this policy. As of this date, we're only allowing three people in our facility at a time. Mm-hmm. As of this date, we are now providing all of this hand sanitizer and face masks. As of this date, so that people can see mm-hmm. you are keeping track of them and caring for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's, again, I think it's verbal communication. I think it's written communication. A lot of folks, and, and this is... This is an important piece as well. Mm -hmm. A lot of folks will hear from their employees, I just don't want to come to work. And, or Mm -hmm. I'm sick. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. and business owners might get mad about that. You know, the employees that work in these facilities, they're, you know, these are front front end, low wage positions generally. Mm -hmm. And so they, they will say, oh, you know, you're just, you're just trying to take some time off or you're just trying to game the system. Have empathy for what they are going through, what their families are going through, mm-hmm. what the situation is. And whereas in the past you might say, no, I don't believe you're sick, come in. Mm-hmm. Now is the time for you to say, I hope you feel better. Mm-hmm. Let us know when you feel better. Right. Don't come in until you feel better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Very good. Well, given that, what are some do's and don'ts of dealing with employees who may be feeling ill or may be exhibiting signs of the coronavirus? What, what can you do as an employer, and, and, and maybe what can you not do? I strongly, strongly, strongly recommend that every one of your members goes to the CDC site, the Centers for Disease Control, and Google Employer Resources. Um, the first most important thing that employers should do is notify all employees of all of the symptoms known for coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And the reason why that's super important is because those, those symptoms are changing. It used to be difficulty breathing, fever, cough. Now it includes things like diarrhea. It includes things, you know, stomach upset, loss of taste, loss of smell, mm-hmm. strange mm-hmm. markings on your hands um, or on your feet and on your toes. There's just all of these bizarre symptoms. It's kind of like Lyme disease. The symptoms seem to change, mm-hmm. um, and they seem to manifest themselves differently in different populations. Make sure all of your employees know what all of those symptoms are, and if they have any of them, do not come in. Mm-hmm. And do not come in until the symptoms abate, and the CDC has provided guidelines on that. They have said that you cannot come back or should not come back to work until you are 72 hours fever-free without a fever reducer, and that you have improved respiration, and that you are at least seven days from the onset of symptoms. So they should not be coming back until any of those are met. Mm -hmm. Um, If they've tested positive for a coronavirus uh, uh, test, then they also have to meet not only those 72 hours and seven days since onset of symptoms, they 
also have to have two negative consecutive tests. Mm -hmm. All of these procedures are spelled out in the CDC guideline, and I think it's the best practice to do what the CDC recommends in terms of uh, return to work. Um, if they are exhibiting signs of coronavirus and they're not feeling well, send them home, make them stay home, have them call their doctor and see what their doctor recommends. Very good. Okay, that's that's great advice. Um, what about keeping HIPAA laws in mind? What, what can employers ask their employees or even job candidates concerning the virus and their health? And, and also, what what cannot be discussed or expected from those it's candidates? Mm-hmm. It's a great question. The CDC has said, and the, e, the um, Equal Opportunity Employment Commission have said that you may ask your employees, mm-hmm. if they are exhibiting or have had any of the symptoms of coronavirus or flu-like symptoms. So you may ask those questions. Okay. So those are questions you can ask. Mm-hmm. You can also ask if they have been sick, and you can ask that they go to a doctor. You can take their temperature. Okay. You cannot require that they take a coronavirus test unless they have tested positive for one previously. Okay. Very good. Because of taking the test is a medical procedure, and you're not allowed to do that. On the issue of HIPAA, mm-hmm. if you should have an employee who gets sick and has coronavirus, you need to maintain the confidentiality of that person's medical condition. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you can notify employees that there has been an exposure, and when there was an exposure, but you really need to be very careful about saying, Bob, coronavirus. Mm-hmm. That would be considered a potential HIPAA violation. Okay. So you want to maintain that confidentiality. Mm-hmm. Likewise, if you have employees who who have some sort of underlying medical condition that would make them at very high risk for coronavirus, such as somebody who has an autoimmune disease, lupus, or something of that sort, mm-hmm. and you want to make a special workplace accommodation for that employee, such as put them on paid mm-hmm. PTO or mm-hmm. letting them work odd hours, changing their schedule somehow, um, you can and should do that, mm-hmm. but you are you should not be telling your employees, well, Bob has lupus. Right. So, mm-hmm. so protecting the private, the health information privacy of those employees who do have, who are at high risk. Sure. Perfect. That's perfect. That's very helpful. I, I'm, I'm sure that laundry owners uh, appreciate that. Um, what about mental health? Uh, well, what types of mental health assistance programs are there, or would you suggest to store owners to offer to their employees who may be suffering from maybe depression or other issues just due to this pandemic? I, I think this is such an important question, and um, I was actually a little late to this conversation mm-hmm. because I had an employee um, absolutely despondent on the call. Um, we are all, you know, we have our own stuff. Everybody has their own stuff, but you add to it a universal karmic kind of uncertainty. Right. You know, mm-hmm. none of our none of our institutions that we rely on are are doing what we need them to do that we can't plan and we don't know and mm-hmm. it is the greatest level of uncertainty that collectively we as a people have ever faced mm-hmm. and so I think it's really smart to acknowledge that that's going to take a, a toll on people's mental health right. I can see it on, in the phone calls that I get day in and day out people are losing it and and, <laughs> and no wonder yeah 
So I would strongly encourage you to go to your health insurance and or other insurance broker and find out what employee assistance programs exist in your area. And an employee assistance program is usually purchased on a per-employee, per-month basis. And there are a lot of mental health uh, benefits that are offered through those, but also include substance, substance abuse um, and, and things of that sort, which also, you know, you socially isolate people who have addiction. It's not a positive recipe for, for success. So employee assistance programs, talk to your, talk to your medical facilities, talk to your local chamber of commerce, uh, your trade association through the, the coin, you know, coin laundry, um, uh, association, mm-hmm. if there are resources for employee assistance programs. And again, most of those are now being done through telemedicine so they can socially distance and get the benefit of those resources. I strongly, strongly, strongly recommend doing so. Very good. Thank you for that. Um, truly, em- employer leadership has never been more important, I would say. What, what, what are the keys uh, to, to leading employees during times of crisis like this? What are some, some keys to leadership? Such a great, yeah, such a great question. I think, number one, first and foremost, all eyes are on you. Mm-hmm. So what you do, how you do it, mm-hmm. is critical to being able to provide leadership. For example, if you're telling folks to socially distance and yet you're throwing parties at your house, not good. <laughs> if you're telling folks to maintain, you know, appropriate hygiene and yet you refuse to wear protective equipment mm-hmm. or to do the things that you're asking your employees to do, mm-hmm. not good. You need to be walking the walk and talking the talk mm-hmm. by, because everybody's watching you. Right. You know, everybody is watching. What What are you asking us to do and recommending that we do? And you need to be showing it. Likewise, mm-hmm. empathy, care, consideration, reassuring folks, look, this is crazy. We all know it's crazy. We're going to get through this. This is a brief moment in time. Mm-hmm. We will get beyond this. All of us will get beyond this. And we'll get beyond this together. And I'm committed to keeping you and the business safe and healthy and running. So it's being empathetic. It's not blowing false sunshine at people, but reassuring them because sometimes they forget, especially folks who are constitutionally half glass, half full type. We will get get through this and and we'll be there for you. Um, and, And having empathy and showing, doing what you're asking others to do. Right. Leading by example. Right. Perfect. Perfect. Um, do you think COVID-19 has forever altered the HR landscape for small businesses and small business owners? And if so, in what ways? Um, so, you know, it's really funny. Um, my organization, we provide HR support to small business owners. We have 17 associations that we participate in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we would get calls here and there. And then COVID hit and... I had a webinar. We had 2,300 people on it. The next one, we had 1,400 people on it. And we had about five to 700 people on our webinars, each webinar. Mm -hmm. I think small businesses now appreciate and understand the need for human resources, the need for policies and procedures, the, the need to have some standards 
go to to rely on in in what to do. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, what we as HR professionals have been telling folks is, you know what, there's no point in developing a policy for this because it's changing. You just got to wing it. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> it's this weird, like, we need to have an HR, we need to have HR guidance. And at the same time, it's like, this is rubber bands and bubble gum. We're just trying to MacGyver our way through this. <laughs> right. Um, so it's this weird dichotomy. And, and, you know, I get asked these questions about what does this mean for the future? I can barely think past, I need to get a cup of coffee. I, I think for those of us in this space, we are really literally taking it day by day, mm-hmm. but doing so with optimism and, and making, I think one thing that is probably really going to change mm-hmm. is looking at our social safety nets and things like paid sick leave, um, parental leave, mm-hmm. um, uh, care. These are all things that we're, we're suffering from now because we don't have any of the social safety net institutions established, they used to be almost universally offered through employers, and over time, especially for small employers, those benefits aren't being offered if they ever were, and yet we need them. And and I think this showed us how we need these institutions, such as a strong unemployment safety net, such as um, uh, health care, such as sick leave, policies that protect not just the individual, but this, but the, the organization and, and, and the system as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think we're going to be taking a, a closer look at that because we, we see we see the gaps and the failures around us, and that's just making a bad situation worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, w- with regard to HR, is there a silver lining to come out of this experience of the last few months? Any silver linings? have been able to work from home. I think we as an organization, we as, we as a business universe, see that, you know, remote work, you can be very effective. Technology exists where we don't have to all get in cars and dress up and drive and mm-hmm. spend money on gas and clothing and food in order to be successful professional employees. So I think I think teleworking is probably going to change, I think, for the better. I think it, it, it's a... It's better for the environment. It's better for our own mental health to have that ability to work mm-hmm. in different situations in different environments. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think I think we're all going to appreciate life a little bit better when we get past this. I think we'll appreciate the ability to come together mm-hmm. to work to to play, um, and 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 I think uh, understanding that we are all on the same boat. And the more empathy we can share for each other, we'll remember those things. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the silver lining is I think folks are beginning to appreciate the role of HR. I think people are becoming to appreciate the role of solid policies and procedures that benefit that benefit the workforce. I think looking at the workforce differently in terms of how and where we work and what we do, again, um, maintaining things like, I bet, we are going to appreciate our essential employees more. These are employees, folks that work at coin-operated laundries mm-hmm. and janitorial sectors and other areas of our of our um, economy. We maybe didn't appreciate them as mm-hmm. much as we do now. And they're putting themselves 
and therefore their employees, their families, in harm's way so that we can do the things as a society that we need to do. Um, and so I think there's more of an appreciation now. I went to the grocery store the other day, mm-hmm. and the person behind me thanked the cashier for her service. I think that's a good thing. I think that's a positive step that we can appreciate um, all of those who work hard to help us get through this pandemic, including your members. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, hey, last question for you, Claudia. And again, I really appreciate your time today because uh, I know you're uh, incredibly busy. So thank you so much for that. Uh, but what, what's the, what is the best advice you can give laundromat owners for keeping their employees positive, healthy, and engaged uh, in this uh, age of COVID-19? What's the best advice? I, think, I, love that, I love that question. And I think what I would say to those owners is care about every one of your employees. Check in with every one of your employees. Let them know how proud you are that mm-hmm. they are essential. Mm-hmm. How proud you are that, that, that your business can continue to provide that essential service mm-hmm. during these times. If you guys closed down, where would families be? Where would businesses be? Mm-hmm. You know, we need these services. And, and so... The, the work that your folks do might never have been as appreciated as it is now. You need to show that appreciation. You need to let them know how proud you are of them mm-hmm. and how proud you are of your industry mm-hmm. because it is essential. Mm-hmm. And and treating those employees with care, mm-hmm. treating them with respect, checking in with them, listening to them, letting them know what's going on. If you know you're going to try and open up, let them know that. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we are all living in a moment of uncertainty. And none of us know, like, literally none of us know what's going to happen tonight. No one knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Knowing that, caring about them, and, and being in close contact with them, um, those are your recipes for success. Care and compassion, because you really don't have any control over anything else. So that's a great place to start. Very good. This has been so interesting for me. Is there anything that I didn't ask? Anything that you'd like to get out there that you think laundry owners need to know, could learn? Um, I don't know. Is there anything or have we pretty much covered it? <laughs> I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I don't right. even know where to start. Uh, um, yeah. I, I, think, I, think, I, think there, I think the important thing, the most important thing are to um, CDC guidelines for this thing. Sure. Um, I think that uh, one concern that I've had recently is some of this stuff seems to be politicizing, becoming Mm -hmm. politicized. Yeah. Such as opening, not opening, wearing face masks, not wearing face masks. Right. Um, The existence or the denial of this virus in the first place. Um, Stay out of the weeds. Mm -hmm. My point is maybe it doesn't exist. So if we're all wearing face masks and using hand sanitizers, what's the harm? Right. Um, you know, right. it exists. I know it exists. Mm-hmm. I know people who have died from it. I have clients who have been struggling with it. Yeah. Um, I'm from New York. It exists. Right. But that said, let's not make this political. Let's just care for each other, take care of each other. And, and one other thing, I think this is an important point mm-hmm. that I've said to everybody you need to go out in the world as businesses open up, and this has been a challenge for us because businesses are opening up now. Mark, you know, the, 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 you guys have been open, but 
you know, the rest of the world is opening up restaurants, things like that. Yes. As they do so, they need to remember the virus is still out there. It's mm-hmm. not gone away. Mm-hmm. So I, my advice has been to coach each and every employee and to act yourself as if you have it. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to keep them from infecting you. Mm-hmm. You need to have the mindset, I need to keep myself from infecting them. If we all do that, we will keep each other safe. If we all do that, then we will, even if we're feeling healthy and great, we'll still put on a face mask when we go out because mm-hmm. we could be infecting people and not know it. And so mm-hmm. assume you are asymptomatic and have COVID and wash your hands and wear your face masks and sanitize your workstations accordingly. Perfect. I think that's a great place to leave it right there, Claudia. Again, thank you so much for your time and your your in, insight into uh, this, this these crazy times. So thank you so much, and uh, I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity, and please yeah. be well and be safe. Thank you. Be well, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. That sounds great. Take okay. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on our podcast today. Be sure to subscribe to Planet Laundry at www.planetlaundry.com slash subscribe and follow us on social media at Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube.